developing your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. He's American-made, all right. It's Friday night, and you know what that means, folks. Welcome to Revolution, folks, the pre-Halloween edition. And yes, folks, we're ready to rock and roll on a Friday night like you would not believe, ladies and gentlemen. It is Friday night, October the 27th, 2023. It is 10.03 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 o'clock in the West, 9 o'clock Central, 8 o'clock in the Rockies. And of course... The next day, halfway across the world for some of the countries around the world. But, folks, we're ready to rock and roll, and we're ready to party like you wouldn't believe here on this Friday night, ladies and gentlemen. And, of course, I am your host, the Iceman, Jared DiGirolvo, and with me right now from Palmyre, Virginia, of course, my co-host on Raw Radio, ladies and gentlemen, and the Queen of Queens, ladies and gentlemen, the M to the L to the D, the one and only Miss Michelle Lindons. Michelle Friday night is ready to rock and roll here on Halloween week, however, as we are one week away from Crown Jewel. Yes, indeed, indeed. <clears throat> and of course, 
The number here, if you're going to give us a call right now, we are going to be taking your phone calls right now at 1-605-562-0444. Call ID 13805-POUND and hit 1, and you're on the air with Michelle and myself. Of course, we're expecting a plethora of guests here on this Friday night, including the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie, the J-Mel Experience, the Big IQ Jeffers, the Russ, Ronda Russ Wright, the Loose Can, Shaquille Cole Stevens, the Soul Man, Justin Wilson, also the Empress Henry Rickenbach, of course, also, hopefully, the Patel brothers, the Ralph Snake and Neil Patel, and, of course, the King of Clubs, Mitt Patel, will be joining us as well. And, of course, we're going to get into the news right now. As you know, WWE Crown Jewel is a week from tomorrow in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, and earlier today, it was discussed, ladies and gentlemen, another match has been signed for next Saturday's pay-per-view in Riyadh. It will be John Cena taking on Sola Sequoia, ladies and gentlemen, on top of the matches that have already been announced, including the Tribal Queef himself, Roman Reigns, taking on LA Knight. The contract was signed earlier tonight in Milwaukee on SmackDown, as they are currently right now wrapping up the first of two tapings at that show tonight in Milwaukee. In addition to that, Rey Mysterio will take on Logan Paul. Also, we understand how a fatal five-way will be discussed for the women, if you will, as Rhea Ripley, yes, Mommy, will be putting her title on the line against Raquel Rodriguez, Shayna Baszler, also it will be of Zoe Stark, and yes, the irresistible force, Nia Myhold Jax, if you will, a week from tomorrow. Also, Cody Rhodes will be taking on Damian Priest on one-on-one action. Seth Rollins to take on Drew McIntyre next week here on Raw Radio this coming Monday, which Michelle, myself, and the rest of the panel will be on. And also next week on Revolution, we will give you our predictions and thoughts as far as Crown Jewel goes, so you definitely want to stay tuned as far as that goes. But Michelle, as we head into Crown Jewel, however, a lot of questions that are being answered right now could be answered as early as tonight or possibly on Monday night. Right now, let's get your early thoughts of what should be a very interesting pay-per-view one week from tomorrow in Saudi Arabia. Well, I don't think it's going to be very interesting. I think it's probably going to be another blah shit show, really. Uh, The match that they added, you know, tonight, I don't see the point of that, but for some reason they want to keep John Cena... In the picture and whatnot, and, you know, I get it. Most fans want to see it. I don't. I'm sorry, I don't. Um, it's my preference. Um, I don't think the card, you know, is very impressive or, you know, make you want to say, ooh, ah, got to watch it kind of thing. Um, but I guess we'll see how it goes. Yes. Good point indeed. Very good point indeed. Now, another story we're following, ladies and gentlemen, is that coming up in a month from now, as you know, the Survivor Series will be taking place in Chicago, Illinois. Earlier today, it was reported, ladies and gentlemen, on a couple things. First off, ladies and gentlemen, however, earlier today, it was discussed, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, of all things, however, that CM Punk, yes, Phil Brooks himself could be returning to the WWE, possibly, as far as that show goes, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, and that could happen, however, possibly at that show, believe it or not. Now, in addition to that, speaking of uh, Saudi Arabia, we just heard that one more match has now been announced for Crown Jewel. It will be EO Sky, ladies and gentlemen, taking on Bianca Belair for the WWE Women's title next Saturday. So two women's matches now have been announced for Crown Jewel next Saturday. Anyway, in addition to that, we have also heard that a Viper, Randy Orton, could be making his return for the first time in a year and a half after having serious surgery, however, possibly in less than a month in Chicago. But the big story, the big story coming out of this, ladies and gentlemen, could be Roman Reigns. We have heard reports on Dave Meltzer, according to 
reports and speculation, ladies and gentlemen, that there has been talk, believe it or not, that Roman could miss the Survivor Series and may miss the War Games match entirely in Chicago. There is reports saying that he could be defending the belt next Saturday and then will be sitting out until possibly maybe the Royal Rumble. If you ask me, this is a chicken shit, cold-hearted move by the Tribal Queef, but we are not sure if this will happen or not. We will continue to watch out for this story very, very carefully. Michelle and I will talk about that as well as other stuff coming up here in just a few minutes. But, folks, here are some uh, dates you want to circle on your calendar right now. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. First off, ladies and gentlemen, it will be Friday, January 5th. Yes, the dates for the 2024 calendar. These are shows that you want to mark on your calendar right now. Friday, January 5th. Vancouver, British Columbia, the Rogers Arena. SmackDown, the first show 2024, will begin their first show in Vancouver, British Columbia. Then, Monday, January 8th, Portland, Oregon, the Moda Center, which is where AEW will be coming up a week from this Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen. Two weeks on Wednesday. Monday Night Raw comes to you live the night of the National Championship game in Portland, ladies and gentlemen. And tickets will go on sale, ladies and gentlemen, next Friday in all these cities. That's next Friday, so you want to mark it on your calendar ahead of time. Then, Friday, January 12th, Lincoln, Nebraska, the Pinnacle Bank Arena, the home of the Cornhuskers. SmackDown will be coming to you live in Lincoln, ladies and gentlemen. Then, Monday, January 15th, North Little Rock, Arkansas, Simmons Bank Arena, ladies and gentlemen. North Little Rock will be hosting Monday Night Raw that night, ladies and gentlemen, in North Little Rock. Then, Monday, excuse me, it's not Monday, Friday, January 19th, ladies and gentlemen, Atlanta, Georgia, the State Farmery, the 404. Get ready, Hotlanta. We're coming to you live for the first time in the new year as Friday Night SmackDown will be returning to the ATL in Atlanta. Then Monday, January 22nd, New Orleans, Bourbon Street, the French Quarter, Canal Street, and yes, all of Louisiana. Get ready down there in Cajun Country, USA, as Monday Night Raw will be returning to New Orleans at the Smoothie King Center. And then Friday, January 26th, Miami. Yes, folks, Miami, the Quezon Center, ladies and gentlemen, right in the heart of South Beach in Biscayne Bay along I-495 in Miami, right before we head up to Tampa for, of course, the Royal Rumble. The Friday night SmackDown show will stop in the Rock's hometown of Miami as we will be coming to you live with SmackDown Live that night before we head to Tampa. Then the Friday after the Royal Rumble. Birmingham, Alabama, the Legacy Arena. Friday Night SmackDown will be returning to Birmingham, ladies and gentlemen, in that area. Also, these dates, too. Friday, February 9th, ladies and gentlemen. SmackDown will be coming to you live in Charlotte at the Spectrum Center, ladies and gentlemen. Monday, February 12th, two days before Valentine's Day, Lexington, Kentucky, the Rupp Arena on the campus of the University of Kentucky. We return with Monday Night Raw there. Friday, February 16th, Salt Lake City, the Delta Center. Get ready. We will be coming to you live in Salt Lake City with SmackDown Live there. Monday, November, excuse me, Monday, February 19th, ladies and gentlemen. I believe the 16th hour will be a double taping because I believe that week, WWE superstars will be heading off to Australia to get ready for the Elimination Chamber. That will be coming to you live from Perth, Australia, that Saturday. But before we get to Australia, Monday, February 19th, ladies and gentlemen. Anaheim, California, the Honda Center, the home of the Ducks, and the home of Disney. We will be coming to you live as we return with Monday Night Raw in Anaheim, ladies and gentlemen, as that promises to be an exciting show. 
Monday, February 26th, the Shark Tank, the SAP Center, San Jose, California. We will be returning from Australia, however, and of course making a big splash that Monday night in San Jose, ladies and gentlemen, at the SAP Center. And just announced as well, ladies and gentlemen, Friday, March the 1st, Glendale, Arizona, just outside of Phoenix. We return to the Desert Diamond Arena as we head outside of Phoenix with Friday Night SmackDown. And then Monday, March 4th, San Antonio, the Frost Bank Center, ladies and gentlemen. Join us now live from Indianapolis. Uh, nothing, Justin, welcome. Of course, the soul man, Justin Lewis Fleming, joining us live from Indianapolis right now as we will get to him. Justin, we welcome you. And not too much, actually, but we're just going up some dates here, Justin, so sit tight. Monday, March the 4th, San Antonio, the Frost Bank Center, which is where AEW will be having their pre-Christmas Eve show. How, and by the way, tickets for that show in San Antonio, ladies and gentlemen, will also go on sale next Friday as AEW will be coming to you live Saturday night, December 23rd in San Antonio. But before we get there, however, Monday, March the 4th, San Antonio, the Frost Bank Center. We will be live with Monday Night Raw and just announced these two dates as well. Friday, March the 8th, Dallas, Texas, which is where we were this past Monday night for Raw. We return to Big D, ladies and gentlemen, as we count down the days heading into Philadelphia, as we will be at the American Airlines Center. And finally, ladies and gentlemen, on the Friday before WrestleMania, the 22nd, ladies and gentlemen, one week before WrestleMania, we will be coming to you live in Milwaukee, as it was announced tonight, as Friday Night SmackDown returns to the Fierce Soft Forum. So, folks, those are just some of the dates that are coming up. Heading into the new year, and as we mentioned, we do have some AEW dates to talk about, of course, tomorrow night in Unicusville, Connecticut, just outside of WWE's backyard. We will have Kenny Omega and MJF go at it, ladies and for the championship. Also a fatal four-way to see who will face off with Hakura Shida, the women's champion tonight. It will be Abaddon, Willow Nightingale, ladies and and yes, also Anna Jay, and also... Believe it or not, Sky Blue tonight on Rampage to see who will face off with Sheeta tomorrow night. And don't forget, AEW will be in Louisville, Kentucky, of course, this Wednesday night at the KFC Yum Center. Next week in Wichita, Kansas, the Intrust Bank Arena. Portland, we already mentioned, of course, a week from Wednesday. And then two weeks from tonight, Oakland, California at the Oakland Coliseum. And then, of course, three weeks from tonight in Los Angeles. But don't forget, Monday Night Raw, of course, excuse me, will be, of course, in, of course, Greenville, South Carolina, at the Bonsacur Wellness Arena this coming Friday, or Monday night, however. Tickets are still available for that. Two weeks on Monday in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, of course, just outside of Scranton, PA, however. And then three weeks from tonight, or Monday, however, I almost said tonight, three weeks on Monday night, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, we will be back in the nation's capital, Washington, D.C., as D.C. 101 of the boys will welcome us back for the final time in 2023 in the nation's capital as we count down heading into Chi-Town. But, guys... As we said, we got a lot of uh, dates coming up. Of course, t- next Friday morning, tickets go on sale for these upcoming events. Arlington, Texas, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Arlington, Texas, ladies and gentlemen, is where you can check out the AEW action at a facility near you, ladies and gentlemen. And they will be coming to you live, ladies and gentlemen, at the College Park Center. Tickets go on sale for that show, ladies and gentlemen, next Friday morning. Also, the Curtis Caldwell Center, the RH Final Battle and Collision will all be taped on the same night, however, in Big D on the 15th and 16th of December. Then, as we said, next Friday, these shows have already been announced, ladies and gentlemen. Friday, December, excuse me, Wednesday, December 20th, AEW Dynamite Rampage come to you live from Oklahoma City at the Paycom Center. As we told you, we just told you about Smack uh, Collision, however, will be on the 23rd of the day before Christmas Eve. And then, get ready to mark these two on your calendar, folks. Wednesday, December 27th, 
Orlando, Florida, the Edition Financial Arena. AEW Dynamite Rampage coming to that neck of the woods for the final time in 2023 after the Christmas holiday as we will be live in Orlando. And then get ready for this one, folks. December 30th, Nassau Coliseum. Tickets go on sale next Friday for World's End as the final show of the year will be coming to you live from Long Island, ladies and gentlemen, on Saturday night, December 30th. So, folks, some big shows coming up, of course, in the next few months for both WWE and AEW. We will continue to update you if anything changes between now and then. But, folks, it seems like as we head into early November, however, and going into the end of 2023, we're going to have a lot to discuss. Now, right now, we're going to give you the birthdays and dates, however, what's going on in the world of wrestling on this day here on October 27th. Of course, there's a lot going on. So that being said, let's take a look right now and tell you what exactly happened on this date in wrestling history today, October the 27th. And believe me, there was quite a bit of things that happened on this date in wrestling history. And, of course, we begin what happened in Syracuse, New York, on this date. Strike Force of Rick Martel and Tito Santana defeated the Hart Foundation, Brett the Hitman Hart, and Jim the Anvil Nightheart to win the WWE Tag Team Championship. Also in the state, however, NWA would present Halloween Havoc from the UIC Pavilion in Chicago and Illinois. About 8,000 were in attendance with 160,000 watching at home on pay-per-view. This would be the last Halloween Havoc to be presented under the NWA banner. One of the matches that did occur on this show, however, was Stan Hansen taking on Lex Luger to win the U.S. title. As a result, however, Stan Hansen would defeat Luger, ending Luger's reign to win that title. And in the main event, however, surprisingly, Sting would defeat Sid Vicious, however, to attain the World Heavyweight title. Sid originally was declared the victor, but it was revealed later on that Sting played it... Sid planted a fake Sting when the real thing emerged from the back. The match was restarted with Sting, of course, going on to victory. We'll talk about Sting here and Ric Flair here in just a few minutes. Other matches on this show included, ladies and gentlemen, the Freebirds, of course, defeating the Renegade Warriors, and the Cider Brothers defeating the Nasty Boys to retain the U.S. Tag Team titles. Also on the state, ladies and gentlemen, one year later, WCW presented Howling Havoc from the UTC Arena in Chattanooga, Tennessee. About 8,900 people were in attendance with 120,000 watching at home on pay-per-view. This was down from the previous year's show, and the hook of the show was the infamous Chamber of Horrors match, which turned out to be one of the worst matches in history. It was also the opener as El Giante, Sting, and the Steiners, Rick and Scott, would defeat Abdul the Butcher, the Diamond Stud Scott Hall, Cactus Jack, and Big Van Vader in the Chamber of Horrors match. In addition to that, Barry Windham was injured early in the evening, however, by Arn Anderson and Larry Sabisco, taking taking him and his partner, Dustin Rhodes, out of the tag team affair. In addition to that, however, we also saw the WCW Halloween Phantom defeat Tom Zink. It was later revealed that the Phantom turned out to be Ravishing Rick Rude, along with Paul Heyman, a.k.a. Paul E. Dangerously, and Medusa Michelli. Also on that show, Lex Luger would defeat Ron Simmons 2-1 in a best-of-three-falls match hour to retain the WCW World Heavyweight title. And stunning Steve Austin, believe it or not, would defeat the natural Dustin Rhodes, ladies and gentlemen, to a 15-minute time limit draw. Meanwhile, on the state, also ladies and gentlemen, on main event, taping hour in Terre Haute, Indiana, Shawn Michaels would defeat the British Bulldog to win the IC title. Meanwhile, also on the state, ladies and gentlemen, Halloween Havoc would take place live from the MGM Grand Garden in Las Vegas, Nevada. 10,000 were in attendance with 250,000 watching on pay-per-view. The show ended with the debut of Roddy Roddy Piper. In addition to that, however, Hollywood Hulk Hogan defeated Randy Savage to retain the World Heavyweight title in the main event. Dean Malenko would defeat Rey Mysterio in a very exciting Cruiserweight title matchup. And the Outsiders, Hall and Nash, would defeat Harlem Heat to win the WCW Tag Team titles. 
In a side note, the Outsiders would have a death grip on the tag team titles, holding them five times for a total of 460 of the next 560 days through Slamboree going into 1998. In addition to that, Six Pack, a.k.a. Sean Waltman, defeated Chris Jericho, and Lex Luger would defeat former Horseman member AA Arn Anderson. Meanwhile, in the state, ladies and gentlemen, in Tokyo, Japan, the Great Muda would defeat Tenru to win the AJPW Triple Crown Championship. Meanwhile, I'm taking a look at some other stuff here, ladies and gentlemen, real quick. Here's what also happened on the state, ladies and gentlemen. Eleven years ago in Fayetteville, North Carolina, Chris Jericho would defeat RVD to win the IC title, only to lose the title minutes later, however, in a steel cage match back to Van Dam when Coach EM Stone Cold Steve Austin ordered an immediate rematch. Meanwhile, also in the state, live from Tucson, Arizona, CM Punk and Kofi Kingston would defeat Legacy, Cody Rhodes and Ted DiBiase to win the World Tag Team Championship. Meanwhile, Howard, also in the state, ladies and gentlemen, Howard, at a press conference in Madison Square Garden for Rhoda's new book, Hulk Hogan announced that he had signed with TNA. Eric Bischoff was also at the press conference, and although nothing formally was announced about Bischoff, he too would end up signing with the company. And finally, ladies and gentlemen, Hell in a Cell took place on the state line from the American Airlines Arena in Miami, Florida. 9,000 were in attendance, with 228,000 watching on pay-per-view, up on 199 in 2012. John Cena defeated Alberto Del Taco Rio to win the World Heavyweight title. Cena would be the last man to win the World Heavyweight title as it would be unified with the WWE Championship a few months later. CM Punk, meanwhile, defeated Ryback and Paul Heyman in a handicap panel in a cell match. Big E Langston defeated Dean Ambrose by counter in a U.S. title matchup. Van Dango and Summer Rae defeated the Great Khali and Natalia. AJ Lee took care of Brie Bella. And Randy Orton would defeat Daniel Bryan to win the vacated heavyweight championship in the Hell in a Cell match. Shawn Michaels turned out to be the very special guest referee. Let's hear what else. Uh, let's see. some. Uh, let's take a look at the birthday list, ladies and gentlemen, and tell you whose birthday it was, however, on this date today, October 27. Of course, right now, we're going to take a look here. Birthday on the list today include... Da, 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 um, Bear with us, folks. Happy birthday today goes out to, of course, ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not, Bobby Fish, celebrating his birthday, born in 1979. Happy birthday, of course, goes out to Harvey Whippleman, believe it or not, former manager known as Downtown Bruno. Tomorrow, of course, birthdays include, ladies and gentlemen, Iron Mike Sharp, Kansas former greatest athlete, MVP, Christy Hemi, Rocky Romero. On Sunday, Mr. Wonderful Paul Endorf would have been celebrating a birthday. And on this coming Monday, folks, the Radar Superstar, Adam Copeland Edge, will be celebrating a birthday. Well, next Tuesday, of course, birthdays go out to Eli Drake, Bobby Heenan, Tyler Rex. So there you go, folks. Some big birthdays there. Let's take a look at some other birthdays that happened here today and also look at our pop culture as well. Happy birthday goes out to former President Teddy Roosevelt. Happy birthday goes out to actor Robert Picardo. Happy birthday, of course, goes out to, of course, ladies and gentlemen, also today to... Actress Nanette Febere, who used to be on the TV show One Day at a Time. Don Cleese, British funny man and comedian for the Monty Python troupe, celebrating a birthday today. He also appeared in the movie A Fish Called Wanda with, of course, Jamie Lee Curtis and um, Kevin Kline. And also, believe it or not, um, I can't remember the other actor's name. I should know this, because I've seen the movie too many times. But he is also celebrating a birthday today. Dara of Ozzy Osbourne, Kelly Osbourne, celebrating a birthday today. Happy birthday to her. Also today, celebrating a birthday today in the entertainment world is, of course, actor Ted Watts from the TV show Blossom and also the movie Sheena. And let's see here. Some other birthdays here. Uh, yes, Roberto oh, Benigni so. celebrating a birthday. It's on a TV show Soap. What's that? Who's on Soap? Yes, Soap, you're right. Yes, but, yep, you're right. 
Um, by the way, uh, by the way, um, uh, rest in peace to Richard Mall, aka Bull from Night Court. Oh, when was this? Today. He, he, he was he was in his he was like 80, 80. He died died. When today? Yeah, tonight. Oh wow. Okay, thank you very much, Justin. Justin is letting us all know, ladies and gentlemen, that if you remember the TV show Night Court with Harry Anderson, the magician, and also Selma Diamond, however, who played Selma the Bailiff, and who was a um, close friend of, of actor Richard Ball. What we we have another visitor, and I will let them announce themselves. Okay. Well, before we get to that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Justin is letting us know tonight, ladies and gentlemen, that we do want to send our get well prayer wishes to uh, – of course, the family and fans of actor Richard Mall, who, of course, as Justin pointed out just now, ladies and gentlemen, apparently passed away tonight at the age of 80. Our thoughts and prayers are with him, his friends and family tonight. Uh, Kelly Osborne, we also told you it was her, her birthday today. She's 39. Poet Sylvia Plath, of course, who died very young today, would have been celebrating her birthday night before 1932. Also, we told you about John Cleese. He's 84 today. He doesn't look 84, but happy birthday to him. Also, happy birthday goes out to today, too. Well, that's it. But before we get to the entertainment news, Michelle did say we do have a special guest on with us right now. So, Michelle, please uh, let us uh, go to our special guest now. Mystery guest, please reveal who you are. It's me, Minton, the king of books. Ladies and gentlemen, join us for the first time in a while. We are glad to have him back on for the first time in a while. And it's good to hear from him again, ladies and gentlemen. I know his Bulldogs are going to be hungry to choose some gator tomorrow and roast some gator on the grill. From Swanee, Georgia, ladies and gentlemen, is the king of clubs, ladies and gentlemen, the man who knows how to hold an ace, a diamond, and also some queens and kings tower in his card collection because he knows how to play poker with the best of them. Let's welcome him back to the air, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only, the king of clubs, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only, Georgia Mean Bulldog himself, Mr. Mitt Patel. Mitt, welcome back to uh, Revolution. We have not heard from you in weeks. We hope you're doing well. And I know you guys got a very tough game with Florida tomorrow, but it should be an easy win. Uh, we were talking about a lot's been going on in the world of wrestling. Let's, uh, before we get to the entertainment news and sports news, get your take of what has been a crazy week in wrestling. Ric Flair returning. We saw what happened tonight, the contract signing apparently at SmackDown. I know you're going to have a lot to say, and Michelle and Justin will too, but let's get your take on what has been a crazy few weeks in wrestling and get your spit take, please. And you felt to mention what a great pay-per-view it was for Bountiful Glory. And the return... Oh, yes, and a return of a certain company to come back next year. Yes. Yes. Yes, indeed. You're right. I'm I apologize. Hey, I apologize. But, Mitt, uh, as we said, uh, Ric Flair, we saw this week return. We saw, apparently, the Judgment Day, what happened Monday at Monday at Braun Panties. We saw what happened tonight at SmackDown. I know you have a lot to address, and so does Michelle and Justin. We'll get into that with them, too. But I know you have a lot to say about what's been going on in the late of war wrestling. Uh, let's get your take on what's been going on the last few weeks. Uh, I know you have a lot to say. Please. So, first of all, J.D. has no balls. Yes, they're down to the but ground. These are wondering people. But go on. <laughs> but go on. Yeah, wrestling's been very good lately. It's booming again. I'm very proud of it. But that's, as I said, Bound for Glory was a really, really good pay-per-view for those who didn't watch it last week. Um, 
if you not if you have not seen it yet, please, please watch Dawson and Mike Bateman up. It was one hell of a match. A match of the year can be, I would say. Which match was that, Mitt? Will Ospreay and Mike Bailey. Oh, I know. I saw it. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check it out about the show. Mitt, what is your take that there's been talk that WWE is showing interest in Will Ospreay possibly maybe going to WWE? I know there's been some very serious discussions about that. And uh, as I mentioned, as you were coming on, the, as I was just getting on the line, apparently the tribal queef now says he might not show up at War Games and just do uh, maybe uh, no matches at Survivor Series. What's your uh, spit take on this? Oh, yeah, you failed to mention something, too. Please. So... Tomatonga was teasing that he may be joining pretty soon. He might be joining what? The WWE. Ooh, interesting. Okay. Okay, interesting. interesting. He's teasing on his Twitter or X, hmm. whatever you want to call it. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, like I said before. Because Dodo is hard to outbody Cody Rhodes, you're going to see a lot of AEW wrestlers going to Dodo. Mm-hmm. And especially with a guy named MCF who may be going there. Um, and we just heard that, I don't know, y'all heard the news. Triple H really want Kenny and the Bucks to come eventually. So. Cody is a big factor why all these big stars coming to WWE, like the Osprey and MJF. Hmm. Well, Osprey, if it happened, but for me, I don't think it should happen because it, it's definitely don't match the WWE unless they're yeah. trying to change things up. What's your uh, take about Ric Flair showing back up in AEW the way he did the other night and challenging uh, maybe Sting? I mean, make it perfect, doesn't it? The, the two guys that was in the very last match of the day, Nitro, basketball one. Right. Out. And not only that, of course, don't forget, they also did the very first clash, of course, in Greensboro. Mm-hmm. What's your, what's your thoughts about Crown Jewel going into Crown Jewel with some of the matches we have already listed, like the Tribal Queef, L.A. Knight, John Cena Solo, Seth and uh, Drew, uh, the Fatal Five-Way with the women, and of course now with the announcement of EO Sky tonight against Bianca and uh, Cody versus Damian Priest. What's your uh, take on that? It should be a good pay-per-view. I'm not going to say it's going to be the best. That'd be kind of silly. Mm-hmm. Um, I do expect that to be a top change. Yeah. But this the way they got put it with Damien Priestening the well-haired title for Seth. Mm. And Seth, I love you both, but you need to fix that back. It's pretty awful. Yeah. Definitely. 
Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. I do see something coming out of that, and we'll talk more about that. And hopefully we'll have you back on with us on Monday. We'd like to have you back definitely on Monday if you can make it to Raw Radio because we're going to do our predictions on Monday. Excuse me. Uh, before we get to uh, the sports and entertainment news, uh, the entertainment and sports news, uh, Michelle and I have talked offline about this the last few days, and I know you've been very busy, and that's understandable. And you, that's understandable. But uh, your Niners have been taking one on the chin the last couple of weeks, and now possibly Brock Purdy could be out on Sunday against Cincinnati. What's happening in San Francisco right now? That call by Kyle Shanahan, obviously. Mm. Like, Michelle booked this on Tuesday, I believe. The Bob yeah. is in a concussion protocol. Right. And I'm like, if you knew he had a concussion, why the hell you had him playing on Monday? Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree with you there. Yeah. I, I mean, best of luck to Sam Donald, but you knew something was up the way – Purdy had a bad game Monday night. And McCaffrey, I know he was trying to do his best, Tower, but hopefully he'll be ready on Sunday, and hopefully they'll have Debo back in the lineup as well. Uh, we'll see what happens, obviously, this week with them. And, of course, my boys no, he, surviving. he's out this week. What's that? Debo's out this week. Oh, Debo's out again? Okay, I didn't know. Okay. He's out. Okay, I did not know that then. Okay. Well, I know my boys got a tough fight, obviously, with Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville here in Pittsburgh this Sunday, of course, after surviving a very scary, very questionable game against L.A. last week, but we'll see what happens there. Of course, Sunday night, we got the Bears against the Chargers. We'll see what happens there. And, of course, Monday night, we got the Master Bears against Detroit, which right now, Detroit is looking for payback after what happened in Baltimore last weekend. And yeah. If I'm, um, like I said many stand. times over, if I'm Josh McDaniels, I'm getting the hell out of there fast because right now this this is a major shitstorm getting worse in Las Vegas. It really is. Go ahead. You were about to say I can't sorry. stand the Raiders. Sorry. What's that? I said I can't stand the Raiders. Sorry. Yeah. Well, what That'd about be- what's going Go ahead. No, because the reason I say it, of course, you just know I do visit California sometimes. But that damn fan base act like they you know, the Bay Area. No, you do not. It will forever be a 49er country in the Bay Area. Well, another thing that's gonna be interesting. Another thing that's gonna be interesting, obviously, is of course what's going on in college. Of course, tomorrow we'll see what happens. Obviously, of course, the big one tomorrow, of course, is the cocktail game. Georgia, of course, looking very good right now at this moment. However, they got Florida tomorrow night. That's gonna be tomorrow afternoon. I should say in Jacksonville, that's gonna be a very good game to watch, no doubt about it. And of course, they lost their big star just a few weeks ago. But the Bulldogs continue to run rough shot over everyone. But you look at Michigan, that whole uh, sign stealing scandal with Harbaugh. I mean, I talked about it last night on the machine with Rod and uh, the show came on for a little bit too and uh, Shaq, and we definitely missed you. And hopefully, we'll get you back on the machine next week too. Uh, what do you make of what's going on up in Michigan with the whole science stealing scandal with uh, the Wolverines and uh, Jim Harbaugh right now? Super crazy, but I had to say, Jim Harbaugh needs to go. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree with you there. No doubt, I agree. Yes. 100%. 100%. I agree. I definitely agree with you. No doubt about it. 
Well, we'll definitely uh, keep an eye on that, no doubt about it. We've got some big games coming up in college this week. Of course, Pitt playing Notre Dame. Of course, Michigan, uh, as I believe, off this week. Of course, Georgia 4, we mentioned already. Uh, USC losing last week, of course, to uh, Utah. Utah, of course, playing Oregon tomorrow. That is going to be a big game in Salt Lake City tomorrow afternoon, no doubt about it. Um, but uh, we are glad you're on with us, and definitely stick around because we have a lot to discuss here after we get to the sports and uh, the entertainment portion of the show because uh, we're going to talk about, like I said, uh, what happened uh, on SmackDown tonight, a little bit of breaking it down for you, and also we'll give you our thoughts on uh, Rampage and Collision. Of course, tomorrow night, uh, MJF taking on Kenny Omega, as we mentioned tomorrow night. That is going to be a very interesting match in Unicusville, Connecticut, uh, to say the least, on Collision tomorrow night. Uh, some of the things that happened on the state in the entertainment world, Romeo and Juliet starring Leo DiCaprio and uh, Claire Danes, of course, ladies and gentlemen, was released in 1996, ladies and gentlemen. It also starred John Leguizamo and Paul Rudd, along with Jamie Kennedy, and, of course, Paul Savino, father of Mira Savino. Assassin's Creed, ladies and gentlemen, was released on the state, ladies and gentlemen, starring, of course, Michael Fessbender and Jeremy Irons, ladies and gentlemen, of course, uh, back in 2016. Also, ladies and gentlemen, The Little Vampire starring Jonathan with Nikki, which, of course, starred in Jerry Maguire's release in 2000. Saw 3, of course, was released in 2006. James Dean in one of his three films, How Rebel Without a Cause, starring the young Natalie Wood, was released on the day 1955. Also, ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not, however, Leaving Las Vegas starring Nicolas Cage and Elizabeth Shue, a very good drama, a romantic movie, and a sad movie at best, Towers, released in 1995. And yes, folks, also, believe it or not, Vampire in Brooklyn, ladies and gentlemen, sorry, Eddie Murphy and Copycat with Holly Hunter and Harry Connick Jr., ladies and gentlemen, uh, was released in 1995 on this date. So some big movies happening on this date in history. Now, as far as sports news, ladies and gentlemen, let's tell you what happened on this date, ladies and gentlemen. Before we do, let's give you the number real quick. one 605 562 Call ID 138055 pounds It is 10.35 p.m. on a very special Friday. Have pre-Halloween show of Revolution. The Iceman along with the Soul Man, Justin Lewis, playing with the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, of course, and of course our very special guest back after a few weeks of being in uh, vacation time, however, and that's understandable, of course, is the king of clubs from Swanee, Georgia, the mean bulldog himself, who's ready to, uh, let's just say, charge after the Gators and literally wrestle a Gator to the ground tomorrow afternoon, and that is the one and only Mitt Patel. Uh, some sports things that happened on the state. Let's take a look and tell you what happened on the state in sports history as we take a look right now. Here's what happened. On the state, ladies and gentlemen, in 1984, however, Chuck Long of the University of Iowa completed 22 straight passes to send an NCAA record in a 24-20 victory over Indiana. On the state in 1990, ladies and gentlemen, Bobby Bowden became the 11th major coach, however, to win 200 games with a 42-3 victory over LSU. In 1996, after two humbling losses at home, the New York Yankees will win their first World Series titles in 78 with a 3-2 victory over the defending champion Braves in Game 6, however, in that matter. In 2002, ladies and gentlemen, Emmett Smith, however, broke, believe it or not, however, the NFL career rushing record held by the late Walter Payton on an 11-yard run in the fourth quarter. Smith had 109 yards and a touchdown. Dallas has lost to Seattle 17-14 and ended the game with 16,743 career yards. 17 more than Sweetness himself. In 2004, ladies and gentlemen, how are, if you will, the Boston Red Sox were the World Series champions at long, long last. Johnny Damon homer on the fourth pitch of the game, and Derek Lowe made it stood up as the Red Sox won Game 4, 3-0, sweeping the Cardinals for their first crown since World War I back in 1918. 
on the state, ladies and gentlemen, if you will, in 2007, how are ladies and gentlemen? Weber State beat Portland State to set an NCAA All-Division football record for points in a game. In 1916, also in the state, Georgia Tech would beat Cumberland College of Kentucky, however, 222 to nothing. But that was before the NCAA kept track of records. Meanwhile, this day in 2012, ladies and gentlemen, if you will, Matt Scott of Arizona, however, gained 470 yards, however, and accounted for four touchdowns, if you will, in the Wildcats' victory over USC 39-36. Marquez Lee of USC would catch 16 passes for a Pac-12 record, 345 yards and two scores. In 2012, ladies and excuse me, 2013, Serena Williams would end her best season in style rallying past Lee Na, 2-6-6-3-6-0 for her second straight WTA championship and 11th title of the year. Also on that same day, Matthew Stafford's one-yard runs over a pile of linemen with 12 seconds left in Calvin Johnson's 330 yards receiving lifted the Detroit Lions to a 31-30 comeback victory over the Dallas Cowboys. Stafford would throw a 22-yard touchdown pass to Johnson, who had the second most receiving in NFL history to set up this winning score. So there you go, folks. Some big things going on there. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as we said, we have a lot to talk about, ladies and gentlemen, including what happened on SmackDown tonight, a double taping going on. Earlier tonight, how apparently uh, Solo Sequoia decided to cheap shot John Cena during a promo earlier tonight, how, if you will, how, to set up the match, how, he also believed it on how, was interrupted by him, promised that Solo would beat Cena Crown Jewel. Solo then attacked Cena from and took him out with a Samoan spike. So apparently tonight, once again, the Samoan little bitch, along with that pompous little pissant penguin, Paul Heyman, decided to run their stupid little bitch-ass mouth tower and attack the doctor of thugonomics. In addition to that, ladies and gentlemen, here are some of the matches that did happen. Apparently tonight, however, we understand earlier today on SmackDown, however, I guess, however, mind you, uh, prior to the show, however, while watching this LWO, uh, like I said, how stablemates taking on the Street Profits earlier tonight, bitch boy Logan Paul decided to cheap shot Rey Mysterio again, however, by punching him right in the head, however, if you were knocking him down while watching it on the monitor. So apparently, once again, dickhead Logan Paul, just like uh, Rey's stupid little douchebag dickhead of a son, do, dirty Dom, however, you want to call him dickhead Dom, decided to cheap shot the Hall of Famer, however, earlier tonight at SmackDown in Milwaukee. Uh, Michelle, I know you have a lot to say about what's going on, however, so I'm going to let you have the floor now. So please, before I get too worked up, let's hear what you have to say. Well, as far as the show goes tonight, um, I mean, it was it was all right. I guess we I mean, was decent. Um, nice to see Bianca Belair back. Um, I'm, you know, I'd like to see the match between her and EO coming up too. Uh, I hope that she's going to, you know, put it into the little, you know, what the hell they call again? Oh, damage control. I hope she's going to put it into them. Um, LA night stuff was great as always, but are they going to let him win? No, we all know this. Um, it's just a matter of time. Um, He's not going to win it. He deserves to win it, but he's not going to win it. Because for some reason, they want to continue, you know, to let Roman run through um, WrestleMania. So I'm curious to see who they're going to let uh, win the title from him, honestly. Um, it has to be Cody. It has to be. I mean, because if so, then he needs to stop letting them shit on him and go back to whatever. Because, you know, I, I, I knew the minute... 
he said that he was going back to WWE, uh, you know, you know, you all know how I felt about it. I mean, I had a really big rant on the show. What was it? A year ago now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know about it. I mean, I, I, Cody deserves more. He deserves better. Uh, like I said, I was never happy with him and Jay Uso being tag team partners. Yes, it was gold around his waist, but he deserves what Roman has around his waist, around his. So my question is, at WrestleMania, could we see Roman versus Seth? I know there's been rumors of it. Uh, I know there's been a lot said about it on a lot of podcasts, a lot of the groups on Facebook, you know, people are saying it. I just wonder if we're going to really see it, or is Cody going to actually get the shot that he deserves? Otherwise, the show tonight was, you know, fair at best. Certainly. And of course, well, I can't put it like this for you guys. The way I see it. Please, go ahead. Sorry, Justin. We'll get to you. Assuming we do have to walk at Mania, I said this to our colleagues second them offline. Mm hmm. Night one, it's Cody and Roman. Night two, if he is going to fight, Roman and walk. That's what we do. Because let me tell you, that's really crazy. No joke. Then put a rest. You fuck me. You're going to get two from the cold. Yeah, you kind of broke up there a little bit, Mitt. Yeah, I was saying you have to do Cody and Woman Night One, and if we go and get it, Woman and Walk at Night Two, because I feel like it's no joke where they're going to tell it like it is. True. I want to, can I say something? Were you done, Mitt? I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. Yeah. Yeah, I'm done. Um, I wanted to tell you uh, what I read, J.D. I tried to call you back about it earlier, but I couldn't, I didn't get, get a hold of you. But um, I read the reasoning for Nikki Cross's character now. Did you all see this yet? The reasoning that she's. Yeah, I saw it last like Monday. She's. Okay, hold on. What I'm saying is the the reason why she's so-called under spell zombie-like is because she's under Uncle Howdy's possession. So I wonder if that's where they're going with that. Is it true? Is it just a new thing she's doing? Because if if it is, it's a little bit crazy to me. <laughs> um, I don't really particularly like it, but I do like the fact that I have read, and I don't know if you guys have read those, but they are going to continue the Bray Wyatt story through Uncle Howdy, which is his brother, Bo Dallas. Did you go to sleep, J.D.? Must be playing with himself. We don't know. 
I don't want to know. <laughs> JD. Where is he? He must have stepped away. I don't know. But, you know, Mitt, I'm going to tell you something. And I don't know if, Justin, you watch Impact, which is Sorry going back that, to TNA. Okay. Go ahead. So you didn't hear what I said, J.D., right? No, I missed it. What did you say now? Sorry. Okay, so I read today earlier, and I tried to call you back, but I didn't get you, was um, Nikki Cross's character, the reason why she's doing the whole zombie-like shit yeah. is because she's under the possession of Uncle Howdy. It's beginning. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> okay, I did not know that. And I so, do have some... My thing is, is this true? I hope so, because I, I was telling Mitt and Justin that if she's doing this character on her own, you might as well hang it up because that shit ain't flying with nobody. Yeah. I agree. And before we get to Justin, folks, I do have some breaking news just coming in to the studio right now. After what happened Wednesday night, as we all know, what went down in Lewiston, Maine, we do have an update tonight, apparently. The gentleman who apparently thought 18 people and left 13 injured, however, apparently was found dead this morning with a self-inflicted gunshot wound. According to reports, Robert Card was found tonight, however, in the woods near Lisbon, a town about eight miles away from Lewiston, Maine, as he was found in an area near a recycling center from which he had been fired with a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. The suspect had been on the run for two days, Howard, to enter the waterways near Canna, where he abandoned his vehicle and was enforcing a temporary shelter in place in order to escape to Canada. Police said they found him shortly after dusk tonight, around 7.30 p.m., Howard. The gentleman, of course, as you know, on Wednesday night, Howard, did the most unspeakable act we have seen since maybe the Texas school shooting just a year and a half ago when he left 18 people dead, including 13 injured, however, at a bowling alley in a restaurant. So we do have an update now on that story. This just came in a short time ago from CNN. So there you go, folks. We now can tell you that the, the um, this matter has been, at least for now, finally put at rest. But at the same time, however, for the people who were affected by this shooting, how our thoughts and prayers with your friends, family, and uh, uh, colleagues, how are that were affected by this very unspeakable, unholy, disturbing, and deplorable, despicable act, if you want to use the term loosely, after what happened Wednesday night. I mean, I remember when I just got done watching uh, Dynamite on Wednesday night, I got a phone call shortly before 11 o'clock. And then I saw it on the news, Howard, and I could not believe what I was seeing again. And it's just scary, very scary. But again, ladies and gentlemen, this is just coming in now within the past few hours, according to CNN. And as So this is said, another, another thing that you can hold fault to the president. I'm sorry. If it offends anybody, I'm, I'm very sorry. But, you know, mental health is very serious things these days. Yes, and that is. is all that's going on with these people. That's why they're doing these shootings and stuff. They're not getting the help they need. They don't have yeah. the insurance to cover. They don't have, you know, it's a lot of things, and it's sad. But, you know, in my eyes, I can't feel sorry for people like that. I, I, you know, they want to go out and do that just because they can't find some form of way to get the help that they need, really. 
Well, not only that, you're right, Michelle, I agree. And not only that, and I don't want to turn this into a big political discussion, but the thing that amazes me, the guy was 40 years old. He was trained in this sort of thing, how, and not only that, how he had been in a mental health facility for a few months, how, and he was just released from that, too, not even just a few days ago. Bad part about that. I feel sorry for his family, yes. Don't don't think I'm a cold-hearted bitch, because I'm not. But the the biggest problem that we are having in this economy today is mental health problems with so many people that can't get the help because they don't have the insurance, they don't have the money, they can't find a job, you know, because based upon anyway, we'll just leave it at that. It's just a, it's just terrible. We'll leave it at that. And not only that, another thing that happened on the state about was about eight years ago today. And it happened eight years ago this morning, I remember where it was. It was I think it was eight years ago this morning, was the infamous uh, Tria Synagogue life shooting that happened in my neck. It was in Pittsburgh. I remember where I was at the time when it happened. It was on Saturday morning. I was at breakfast when I heard about this. And, of course, that was eight years ago tonight, ladies and gentlemen, this morning that it happened just outside of Pittsburgh in the nearby suburb of Oakland, believe it or not. So that's, that's just freaky enough as it is. Um, um, one more thing, just to reflect upon the 49ers thing. I don't know if Mitt, if, please, if you heard ahead. this. Go ahead. Uh, Go ahead. The, uh, excuse me. Hold on. I can't burp. <clears throat> excuse me. The um, uh, the number five for San Francisco is making his debut Sunday. I don't know who the hell that is or where he came from. Do you? What's his name? What number? Number five. I'm trying to let me see what his what his name was. I think his last name was Gregory. Randy Gregory. Yeah. He came from Denver. He was he was a lineman with Denver. He got he oh, was okay. traded. That's what I I was thinking either that or the Raiders. I couldn't really remember. But yep. Okay. He came from the Broncos a couple of weeks ago in that trade. I remember. Yes. So yeah. I mean, like I know very little about him. I don't know how much you know, Mitt. Um, but. Uh, Let's he's a pretty good pass rusher. Pass rusher. He's a good pass rusher. He's a pretty good pass rusher, but he can't stay out of trouble. Yeah, he's been known to be oh, a very. He's, he's sort of a mischief guy. He he's sort of been. Yeah, well, then they need to keep his mind busy and keep his happy little ass running Sunday to the end zone. That's my thoughts. But, I mean, it does look like Brock Purdy is going to start Sunday. It does look like that. Okay, so apparently I, I do not know, we do not know if he's going to start or not. Okay, so apparently Michelle is giving us the scoop. As, as of right now, if anything changes between today and tomorrow, he is he is scheduled to start. I just read it. Okay, so he is going to get Greenland. Okay, so there we go. Okay. We'll definitely be keeping an eye on that. Okay. We did not know if he was going to start. Also tonight, ladies and gentlemen, of course, we got game one of the World Series going on right now as we speak, ladies and gentlemen. The Texas Rangers and the Arizona Diamondbacks are battling. It is the top of the eighth inning right now. It is five to three right now, however, uh, in favor of the Snakes, however, if you will, with two outs in the top of the eighth. And yes, I'm reading this now, like you said, Michelle, from ESPN, it's been reported that right now he's not yet cleared, but uh, of course, he went in the concussion protocol. But since then, he's passed four at least five steps, however. Uh, he is, will attempt to pass the final step of protocol, however, 
tomorrow. If it is a green light, however, by tomorrow, then Kyle Shanahan will start him on Sunday. If not, Sam Darnold will get the nod there. So we'll find out by tomorrow. Okay, so. can, I, can I ask one one more football question, and then we'll leave it at that? Yeah, 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 that's fine. No problem. Don't worry about that. That's fine. And, and, I wanna, I'm, I want, and I'm not leaving nobody out, but, you know, I know me and Mitt are the bigger, you know, San Francisco fans. But Understandable. So for the last two games, especially last week, Mitt, do we blame the defensive coordinator or the on, offensive coordinator? You blame Kyle Shanahan. That's who you blame. Well, yeah, yeah, definitely him, absolutely. But I think that the defensive coordinator really screwed up. Yeah, but again, I'm probably because it's his rookie season as a DC for us. So. Yeah, and he's learning. But then again, like you said, you know, Shanahan, he is to blame for a lot of that screw up shit on that game. It was horrible. Yeah, I would agree. Like I said, hopefully. But JD, JD, your boys have the um, Trevor Lawrence and his boys. Yes, we're gonna have our hands full this Sunday. Yeah, and Trevor Lawrence has been running his mouth the last few days here against Pittsburgh, and I'll tell you right now, he better be careful because TJ Watt's gonna be coming for him. I feel, you know. Yeah, yeah, you know, and that's gonna be a really good game, and I hope that I'll be able to see it. Because, you know, I don't get most of the games, but um, I can watch it on the NFL thing, NFL Live. It'll tell me, you know, everything that's going on all the games. But I like to be able to watch certain games, especially the teams that I like. But anyways, I'm going to leave it at that. I'm I'm a big sports freak. Can't help it. It's, you know, it happens. No problem. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, as we said, of course, a lot going down, of course, and Justin will go to you now, Howard, uh, as far as SmackDown goes, Howard. Let's hear your uh, thoughts, Howard, if you will, Howard. Excuse me. That was for you, Chad. It's kind of okay. A little bit. And uh see. I saw Logan Paul um knock out Ray Mysterio like like he like he's like he's the best thing in WWE, but he's not. And uh, like I said, I, I, I hate Logan Paul. I've always hated him. And I think uh, he thinks he thinks like what happened Monday night on Raw with uh, Dickhead Dawn, which, by the way, has his own agenda this week with Nathan Fraser. Howard, he better be careful. Uh, I hope, and I'm going to say this early on now before we uh, talk some more, Howard. I, I'll mention on Raw Radio Monday. I'll mention next week in prediction too. I hope to God we don't have that Dickhead Dawn cost Ray the title. But you know. You just know that Logan Paul is itching, mind you, to get that U.S. title. And I'll tell you, Michelle, I know, talked about this earlier, and I'm sure Mitt, you'll have the same thoughts, too. If he wins that U.S. title, there'll be a lot of hell to pay. And I mean a major, major rant, believe it or not, however, about that. Well, here's another question for everyone. So on the pay-per-view, do we see a little split and divide of the Judgment Day? 
seeing that uh, the little, what's his name, Donna or whatever, has been seemingly getting underneath the Damien Priest's skin a lot. Do we see a little bit of split and divide of the wonderful trio, quadruple, whatever you want to call it? <laughs> it's, it's a possibility. I mean, you think about it. I mean, there's been talk that Rhea could lose that title. Yeah. There's been talk that Priest could cash in and it might fail. You never know. Uh, Mitt, you were about to say something. Go ahead. No, I wasn't saying nothing. Oh, I thought you were about to say something. Sorry. But go ahead. Let's hear your thoughts, please. Get to you in a minute. No, I don't have nothing to say. Oh, okay. Justin, what do you think? A what? Do we see what Ms. Michelle said? Uh, do we see a split maybe in the Judgment Day possibly come up next week? Possibly, maybe. Oh, 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 yeah, oh, the draft. No, not the draft. Do you we said, see the Judgment Day split up? Do, do does the Judgment Day have a little bit of like? Is there going to be some tension at the Judgment Day with uh, everyone going off doing their own thing? Like, say, Priest cashes in. Does Rhea lose the title? Do we see? Uh, does uh, Pri- uh, Priest lose against Cody? Uh, possibly, and does not cash in, and, does, and then comes back to cash in and does not cash in. Do we see uh, possibly uh, Finn and the company lose the tag titles? I mean, what's your take? What's your take? Yeah, I think. That, I think. I think. Good. I think there's the splitting, the splitting, the splitting up, or maybe, maybe not. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. Well, right now, folks, uh, of course, let's uh, take a look. I mean, just looking at uh, this, uh, like, like I said, um, like I said, this weather right now. I mean, of course, right now where we're at, I'm sure everyone's enjoying, uh, like I said, how right now, how, like I said, right now, I'm seeing right now, how I believe it or not. Uh, believe it or not, earlier today, apparently, right now, we understand how our, that uh, we talked about last night on uh uh, outside the ropes, uh, you talk about snow coming early, Howard. It definitely came early in the plains, or not the plains, should I say, the western half of uh, the country, if you will, up by Montana, Wyoming. In fact, right now, they said they have over literally a foot and a half uh, feet of snow. Temperatures right now in single digits right now, and temperatures are not going to improve overnight. In fact, the latest I saw today Temperatures are looking at maybe possibly 10, maybe 15 below zero by the end of tonight. So it's definitely blustery out there. In oh, they can like keep that chip too. Exactly. But let's take a look and tell you right now what everyone's weather looks like for the upcoming week. Of course, we'll start in Justin's neck of the woods. Of course, right now it is as we can pull up the weather center here. It is a beautiful night right now. 70, 66 degrees. It'll be raining tomorrow and Sunday. 50 and 52. 44 on Monday, but then it gets a little chilly, however, uh, on Monday. But then it warms back up again, 42, 42, 48, 56, and 59 late next week in Justin's neck of the woods. So it's not going to be too bad, but right now it's 66 and most uh, cloudy tonight. Same way in my neck of the woods, but tomorrow will be rain, however, and 65, followed by rain on Sunday, Monday, 59 and 50. Then on Tuesday, 48, 45 on Wednesday, but then 48, 55, and 62 by next weekend, so it's going to be pretty nice in my neck of the woods of Pittsburgh, if you will. 
Uh, as far as Paul Meyer goes, let's take a look in Michelle's neck of the woods, ladies and gentlemen. It's supposed to be very nice, I think, tomorrow and throughout the weekend. I think they're going to have some nice weather here. Let's take a look here. Yeah, I'm in here, so I'm pulling that up here. It's called hormonal weather here in Palmyra, Virginia. <laughs> yes, I'm sure it is. Let's take a look here. It is. 60 degrees right now, partly cloudy, but it will be nice, however, the next three days. 85 tomorrow in sunshine, 82 on Sunday, 81 around Monday, but then get ready for the cold snap on Tuesday, Halloween. This is going to be a big difference, a 40-degree drop as it will go down to 50 on Halloween, but then it warms back up Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, 52, 55, and then 59 near 60 on Friday. So, unfortunately, Michelle will have some nice weather tomorrow and Sunday it will rain on Monday. It will still be decent somewhat, but it will start dropping by late Monday night. It will be lucky if it even gets to 50 come Halloween, so a big major drop on Monday night into Tuesday morning. Meanwhile, in Mitch Nicklewood's Lays Zone, let's take a look right now. It is going to be a beautiful day tomorrow, 80, 81, and 80. 61 rain on Halloween, but then 57, 59, and 66, however, late next week. So it's going to be nice however, until Tuesday. So right now it's 62 and clear right now in Swanee, Georgia. So it looks like a beautiful night there. And as far as the big game tomorrow, we told you about, of course, in Jacksonville, however, between Florida and Jackson, Georgia. Let's take a look at the game time temperature in that game. It is supposed to be a gorgeous day. It is going to be absolutely fantastic by kickoff time. 80 degrees in sunshine. It will be a beautiful, beautiful day for the Georgia-Florida game. So get your uh, gator meat now. Get your Bulldogs ready to go. However, wear the Georgia Bulldogs proudly, however, because they are going to put a stomping down on Florida tomorrow, I feel, as the Florida Gators are in for a big surprise by the co-champions of the SEC twice. However, now looking to capture their third title again as Kirby Smart hopes to show his intelligence once again, which I think he will. And I think the Gators are in for a big surprise tomorrow down there in their neck of the woods as the Georgia Bulldogs and company are going to come in and put a whooping on them. What time uh, is the game tomorrow? 3.30 on CBS. Uh, it will be the Thank world's you. largest cocktail game. However, it will be a very good game between UGA and Florida. And, of course, uh, before that, I believe, if you have it in your neck of the woods, Michelle, as well as Mitt down there in Georgia and Justin maybe on your neck of the woods, it will be the Battle of Indiana, ladies and gentlemen, as it will be dun -dun -dun -dun, Penn State taking on Indiana, believe it or not. Well, Notre Dame will be taking on, of course, uh, the University of oh, tomorrow as well. Yeah. It will be a very, very, very exciting show, no doubt about it. Of course, that will be a fun time. Of course, I have a friend who's out in South Bend right now, of course, going to the game tomorrow in Notre Dame, between Pittsburgh and Notre Dame. It is going to be a clear day in South Bend, if you will. Game time temperature is set to be about 60 degrees. It'll be a nice day there. Although it is going to rain here in Pittsburgh a little bit during the day tomorrow, it should be okay, but then it gets a little nasty on Sunday, however, for the Pittsburgh-Jacksonville game, however, at 1 o'clock. Uh, game time temperature is set to be about 53 to 55, however, with uh, possible rain throughout the day. But tomorrow, it is supposed to rain a little bit in the morning, then clear out a little bit by lunchtime. It may sprinkle again later in the afternoon and into tomorrow night, but then after that, it should be clear tomorrow night into Sunday morning. And by mid-Sunday morning into early Sunday afternoon, it is supposed to open up again and start pouring. So we're going to keep an eye on that. Um, do we know if the 49ers game is at home or 
away. It is in San, it is in Santa Clara. It is in San Francisco. It's a 4:30 game, and okay. we're going to pull up the weather for that right now. As we will take a look at the weather for that. Here is the way the weather looks for Sunday. It is going to be. Dun, 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 dun. Whoops! I screwed up again. What a surprise, huh? <laughs> it is good. Game time temperature on Sunday will be 68 and clear in California. So it's going to be a nice day for the 49er Bengals game at 425 on Sunday. Do you know how much that sucks? Because, like, Cincinnati's one of one of my other teams that I like. God almighty, help me. <laughs> yeah, but Cincinnati's been in a struggle as of late. I mean, the last few weeks, Joe Burrow has not been playing up to his ability. And, of course, last night. That's because he got in his head too damn much. Exactly. And think about not only that. Look what happened last night. I mean, I will give one thing I will say last night, though. Buffalo did beat Tampa last night, however, and they needed that win, did Buffalo desperately, especially after what happened last week against New England. So I will give uh, the Bills some credit last night. They definitely showed up last night, of course, against uh, Tampa Bay, however. But uh, next week, however, on Thursday night, we're going to have a very interesting game. Of course, the Pittsburgh Steelers will be in action next week at home against Tennessee in Pittsburgh next uh, Tuesday night. And, of course, the trade deadline is this Tuesday. And, of course, we might have a very special edition of the Sports Machine either Tuesday or next Thursday, ladies and gentlemen, Howard. And next Thursday will also be a very special day because uh, my old man will be celebrating his birthday next week. So he will nice. be celebrating his birthday. Yes, he will be having a good birthday next uh, Thursday. So uh, it will be very, very special there. As we said, we got a great show coming up for you this Monday, folks. Mitt, myself, along with uh, Michelle, Justin, Gerard T. Smith, of course, the King of Kings, along with the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, the JML Experience, the Big IQ, Jeff Tears, and the Russ Ronda, Russ Wright, as well as the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, will be joining us, ladies and gentlemen, hopefully, for what should be a very exciting uh, pre-Halloween edition of Raw Radio, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, this coming Monday, we will talk about, of course, uh, some things going on there including, of course, Crown Jewel. We'll give you our raw ratings and predictions and also the Monday Night Football predictions as well, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, this week's big Monday Night game is the Detroit Lions looking to get payback after what happened in Baltimore last week as they return home to Ford Field in the Motor City this Monday night as Detroit Rock City will be loud and rocking Howard in the Wolverine State this week as they take on the Oakland Raiders. How should I say the Las Vegas Masturbator Raiders if you will, Lace Jones, who right now are just struggling, and I mean struggling in a big, big way after uh, losing to the Chicago Bears, of course, but also surviving New England the week before. But right now, Josh McDaniels' job, as I said the last number of weeks, are, is still on the line, I feel. Mark Davis has not pulled the plug yet on him just yet, but I think if they end up losing this game on Monday, I would not be surprised if Mark Davis pulls yeah. the ultimate trick however, on Halloween Tuesday, trade dead day, or sometime possibly next week, however, that he dismisses him, even though there's still two months to go in the season. But right now, at this point, the uh, Raiders are really struggling. Detroit has been really surprisingly good this year. I mean, they beat, of course, Kansas City to start the year. They did come off a tough loss, as you know, last week, however, against the Ravens. And you know with them being back home this coming Monday night, Jarek Goff, of course, along with the Lions, are looking to scratch and literally claw out the Raiders as the Silver and Black invade the Motor City. So we'll see what happens there. And then, of course, this Sunday, folks, of course, this one I'm not real keen on either. Folks. Uh, this one's going to be a very iffy game at best. 
It is going to be the Chicago Bears traveling out to Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. Brandon Staley's job, of course, right now currently on the line in Los Angeles, I feel. Justin Herbert, of course, coming off that tough loss last week against KC. So hopefully Herbert and the Chargers will be ready to go in SoFi this Sunday. But uh, if you ask me, they're taking on a Bears team who right now, even though they uh, beat the um, Raiders last week, I still think, Howard, that right now, the Bears still need a lot of help. And right now, I think one of the things they do need help with more than anything is their starting quarterback. Because right now, they are really, really struggling at this point. I mean, they don't have uh, yep. Justin Fields starting this game again, I think, this week. And if they think they're going to go into uh, Los Angeles and beat the Bolts, however, I don't think they can. I really don't. I think the Chargers are going to be pissed off after losing, of course, to um, Kansas City last week. I think... Um, Justin Herbert's going to get back on the beam this week. This is in my opinion. I think he'll be hopefully improve his uh, stock, let's just say, this week, Howard, by uh, beating the Bears. But if he doesn't, I think uh, you're going to definitely see, like I said, with the Raiders, similar to uh, what's happening in Los Angeles, I think their coach is going to be out of a job as well because I think his job is right now desperately, desperately on the line out there in L.A. All right, it is 11:12 p.m., ladies and gentlemen, here on this rare Friday night. However, I mean, not much else to discuss. I mean, we did tell you, of course, some big matches coming up this week, of course, on Collision, including, ladies and gentlemen, MJF and, of course, Kenny Omega. We did find out earlier tonight, however, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, apparently Abaddon now will take on her current sheet of tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, on Collision. She won the fatal four-way. Oh, 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 What's that? Okay, I'm sorry. You just made me think of something I wanted to ask Mitt and Justin since we asked Shaq and uh, Rod. Oh, yes. Go I ahead, Michelle. Please. Yeah, go ahead. Please. Okay, Mitt and Justin, here's a question for you. So the women's divisions in, in all the shows right now are basically really struggling. We know this. But in AEW, you have the timeless Tony Storm right now who is – doing a very versatile character. She's showing that she can play, you know, both sides of the street kind of thing. She's bringing a little bit of different flair to the situation, no pun intended, you know, no relation to flair, but um, she's just bringing a different side of her character to the table, basically. So I wanted to know what your opinions were of this character. And let's keep it nice about what we say because, you know, um, you know, she's doing a really good job in my eyes, and I really like the character. You know, I I compared her to uh, Chelsea Green when she played Laurel Van Ness in TNA. That showed versatility. Versity, ooh, I actually said that word right. Um, you know, so I think that's exactly what Tony Storm is doing with this character. I just wanted to see what you, what y'all's opinions were on her doing this timeless Tony Storm character. Mitt? I mean, I like it. So, Justin, do you like her character or not? Or do you need more time seeing her as his character to make a decision? 
think so. Okay, that's hey, that's fair. That's fair. So here's another question, real quick to kind of like a two part to that. Do we see Tony Storm holding the belt again anytime soon? I say yes. Mitt. Yeah. Justin? Yes. Okay. Back to you, JD. All right. Do we. Like I said, do we get Mitt's answer too? Yes, sir. Wanted to make sure, however. Okay. Now, of course, uh, we'll tell you about some other things. Of course, uh, like I said, I'm trying to think here. I'm just trying to get an update here on, uh, like I said, uh, let's see here. Just bear with you, folks. We are getting an update on the game right now. It is 5-3 now. Okay, so there we go. That is the score right now. Now, we'll tell you, of course, what happened tonight on Rampage, ladies and gentlemen, as apparently also a new match has been added no, 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 to Raw. No, no, no spoilers. I haven't seen it. No spoilers. Okay. Well, apparently, however, we now also have heard an extra match has now been added to, of course, this Monday night show. It'll be a Chuck or Street fight, however, as will be Natalia taking on Chelsea Green. Oh, goody. I'm going to barf, literally. Someone please hand me a barf bag while I'm at it. So I do not want to see that stupid little twat Chelsea Green on my They're television. Going versus... There again, showing versatility in her character. Yes. But I cannot stand her how Samantha Urban always announces her. Plus, we also got, as we mentioned, Seth Rollins taking on Hobbit Boy, J.D. McDonough, Ricochet, Ricochet versus Dickhead Dom. And we know Dickhead Dom's going to have his little boyfriend of them, Logan Paul. Zia Lee making her first Raw appearance, however, against Kansas Gargano. And yes, DIY, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, who might be getting a new theme intro, if you will, taking on Giovanni Vinci, Mr. Clean, and Ludwig Kaiser, Imperium. As apparently the Ring General Gunther, apparently, will not be at the show again this week. Now, and they changed the Street Profits theme music, and I don't like it. Well, I know DIY is going to be in a new intro this week. Now, we heard earlier today, however, if you will, how LA Knight had a little fun, however, with Roman Reigns, however, tonight during the contract signing, believe it or not, however. And at one point, however, he called out his famous Suffer and Succotash line earlier tonight. In fact, I have the clip right here that happened earlier tonight on SmackDown that had Roman, well... Laughing and Paul Heyman just wondering and was just shaking his head. Let's play the clip right now. What happened earlier tonight? Yeah, I saw it too. First time, but I only need one time because while you failed over and over again, while you were busy doing suffering succotash, that's the rest of the cat's line. I've been out here running, telling everybody who's game this is not yet because there can be only one wwe champion yeah there can only be one me yeah and guess what it's coming up real soon and there's nothing you can do about it and that's not an insult that is just a fact of life 
Very interesting comments by Mr. L.A. Knight tonight, I would say. Now, in addition to that, ladies and gentlemen, we also heard that apparently Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits also got new music tonight. And here's how their new intro went earlier this evening. Bobby should turn him into turn turn him. Um, I don't know what what he's done to them. Do you feel like you should characterize them as a heel team now? I do. See, and that's just. That's what pisses me off about it. It's like they had such a great thing going as a face tag team. The crowd loved them. They were great in the ring, and now this shit, I don't like it. 
Yeah. So anyways, right. real quick, you know, there go ahead, Justin. Well, that's it. Okay. Well, you know, like we were saying earlier, you know, impact wrestling thank thank God that it's going back to TNA. Um I did watch a couple of episodes uh this week and the week before. Um, interested to see where some of these guys are going to go, where the contracts are coming up. Um, I think that that, uh, you know, sort of Royal Rumble that they did thing like JD, uh, was bullshit (laughs) in my eyes, especially who won, because I, I really don't care for her, which is Jordan Grace. I don't really care for her. Um... So, I think that someone should have won it, and it should have probably been Bully Ray, but they made her win for some reason. I'm I'm not sure why. Because, like, she looked better the way she was before. Now she's all muscle mass, and she just looks really awful. I mean, it's still a pretty decent show. Some things they still need to improve on. They go back to TNA name. I think it'll go right. It's going to be interesting, no doubt about it. Like I said, folks, of course, we got, of course, some... We did tell you about, of course, some of the big shows that are coming up going into the 2024 calendar campaign. Of course, some shows have not been finalized yet, but, of course, we will tell you about more of the AW shows that are coming up in January. Of course, one show that has already been announced, of course, is January 17th, of course, in North Charleston, South Carolina. And as we said, tickets for that show, along with the uh, San Antonio, the Orlando show, and the Oklahoma City show, will go on sale, ladies and gentlemen, next Friday. That's next Friday, folks that those shows will be going on sale. And of course, we already told you about the other shows that are coming up, however, uh, January and February, of course, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, 27 new live events, ladies and gentlemen, of course. That, of course, will be starting, of course, on the Friday after the New Year, of course, ladies and gentlemen, as uh, they will be starting there in San Diego. But, of course, as we said, some other shows that you can check out, of course, will be on the 6th and 7th in Spokane. And when at... Chi, Washington, Las Cruces, New Mexico, Rio Rancho, Mexico, Jackson, Mississippi, let's see where else, uh, Knoxville, Tennessee, uh, like, uh, as we told you, uh, Oakland, California, Fresno, California, and uh, that's all we got for right now, but folks, those are just some of the up- I mean, uh, like I said, the first part of the new year and also late March. Now, we do not know yet, folks where Monday Night Raw will be held March 11, as well as also, ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not, on St. Uh, March 18, believe it or not. But we do know, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we already told you we're going to be in March. Uh, March 4 in San Antonio, March 8 in Dallas, and of course, March 22nd in Milwaukee. That was announced earlier tonight, as well as Dallas earlier today. And again, all these shows that are coming up January, February, and March, ladies and gentlemen, tickets will go on sale, ladies and gentlemen, next 
Friday. That's next Friday morning, ladies and gentlemen, that those tickets will go on sale in those specific cities. And, of course, tomorrow night, as we told you, Collision will be a very interesting night in Unicusville, Connecticut. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, we'll be in Louisville, of course, Monday or Wednesday night. Uh, next Friday, Saturday night in Wichita. And also, ladies and gentlemen, as we said, however, we do have a couple other shows coming up in November, of course, as well, besides the ones we mentioned in Portland and Oakland, of course. Uh, we'll tell you about that, that real quick, however, and let you know what's going on as far as that goes. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, we will be live. Of I'll course. be right Okay, no problem. Uh, August, November 10 and 11, ladies and gentlemen, a very special three-hour show as Rampage and Collision will be taped on the same night in Oakland, California, ladies and gentlemen. Coming up, believe it or not, however, two weeks from tonight, ladies and gentlemen, in the Bay Area city of Oakland. And then don't forget, November 15, Ontario, California, the Toyota Arena. Also, ladies and gentlemen, a very special event, 16, 17, 18, ladies and gentlemen. These events will be coming to you live there. First off, on the 16th hour, live at the Inglewood High School in Inglewood, California. AEW together will all do, have a special of all Elite Duncan shoot. That should be a lot of fun. Tickets are available for that, however, right now. Plus, of course, a very special double taping of Collision and Rampage on Friday, November 17th, the night before Full Gear, in the Kia Forum in the City of Angels. Plus, that next night, of course, Full Gear will be coming to you live from the City of Angels, Los Angeles, California. One of the matches that you will see already has been announced, ladies and gentlemen, as MJF will take on the Switchblade, Jay White, for the AEW Triple B belt. And don't forget, these shows are coming up as well, ladies and gentlemen. Wednesday night, November 22nd, Thanksgiving Eve, Chi-Town. We return to Chicago one final time this year, ladies and gentlemen, as Dynamite will be coming to you live from there. Saturday night, November 25th, a double taping live at the Pearson Event Center, however, as Collision and Rampage will be night on the night of the Survivor Series, however, Pittsburgh, PA, of course. And then, ladies and gentlemen, November 29th, in Minneapolis, Minnesota, of course, at the Target Center in Minneapolis, ladies and gentlemen, Plus, also, ladies and gentlemen, December 2nd at the Erie Insurance Arena in Erie, Pennsylvania, as AEW makes its debut up north of Pittsburgh in nearby Erie. And then, December 5 and 6, ladies and gentlemen, in Montreal with Collision, as well as Dynamite and Rampage at the Bell Center, ladies and gentlemen. Tickets went on sale just last Friday, as well as the show in Erie and also in Pittsburgh, ladies and gentlemen. While two weeks ago, tickets went on sale for the Chicago show right before Thanksgiving and also in Minneapolis. So, folks, we're going to be very busy as we start off November with a bang coming up this Friday night, excuse me, this Wednesday night in Louisville. And one of the matches that has already been announced, ladies and gentlemen, for uh, Dynamite this all right, welcome back, Michelle. It is going to be a very special show indeed. Of course, this week, ladies and gentlemen, one of the matches that you will see coming up this week, ladies and gentlemen, in Louisville, ladies and gentlemen, it will be this match. These matches have matches already been announced. For the international title, it will be Orange Cassidy taking on Cesaro, a.k.a. Claudio Castanoli, this coming Wednesday night. Right now, it is 11.30 p.m. However, ladies and gentlemen, of course, a lot going down. Of course, uh, we understand that tomorrow night, of course, Unicansville, Connecticut, so far, however, should have a very good show. In fact, earlier today, ladies and gentlemen, reports, however, uh, from the Mohegan Sun Arena in Unicansville, have said, however, that they could have over 4,000 people tomorrow night, however, in Unicusville. But right now, so far, 2,800 tickets have sold for tomorrow night's show. Hopefully, they will have a good show tomorrow night in Unicusville. Of course, one of the matches that has already been announced, ladies and gentlemen, as we've talked about a few times already, and we'll repeat it again, is going to be a very interesting match for the AEW World Championship as two guys 
Well, over the last few weeks, excuse me, have uh, had a little bit of, uh, let's just say, a little bit of a uh, tension with one another, if you will, as the cleaner Kenny Omega will be taking on MJF one-on-one tomorrow night, and that's going to be very, very interesting, if you will. Uh, that being said, I don't think anything else is on the table right now. Uh, unless I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask my colleagues here before I wrap it up here for the ninth hour. Does anyone else want to have anything else to close us out with for the night? Justin, we'll start with you. Do you have anything else you want to add? Yeah, I got some close out with tonight. All right. Well, I'll let you take care of that in just a second, but before we do, we want to remind you, of course, don't forget this coming Monday, we'll be back on Raw Radio again. Michelle, myself, Justin, the rest of the game, we'll have a lot to talk about. We hope you enjoy your weekend. Stay safe. Be careful out there, whatever you're doing, and just use common sense, however, whatever the pace may be. We will, of course, be back with you, of course, on Monday. Of course, ladies and I will have a lot more to discuss with Michelle, including uh, what uh, the weekend was like, however, for everyone, including we'll talk some football, we'll talk college and pro. We'll also uh, have uh, Crown Jewel predictions. Of course, we'll also talk about some of our favorite Halloween moments over the years. However, who knows? We're going to have a lot to discuss this coming week. So, guys, I'm going to get on out of here for the night. So, I will talk to you guys again on Monday. So, for now, I'm going to let uh, Michelle, I'm going to ask her real quick if she has anything else you want to add us uh, up with before we uh, wrap it up here tonight. Michelle, you have anything else you want to add? No, I don't. All right. Thank you very much, Michelle. Justin, I'm going to let you uh, take over the floor here in just a second. So I'm going to get on out of here, guys. I will talk to you later on. So uh, until Monday, guys, I bid you all adieu. And that being said, I'm going to head on out here. So uh, talk to you guys on Monday. See you then. All right, Jay. I got somebody I'll close out the show tonight. Uh, yeah, for those, okay, you know, yeah, for those of you know that we lost uh, the tr- passing of uh, of tonight, uh, the legendary Richard Mall of the TV show um, from TV show Night Court as Bull. I'm gonna close out the show in honor of his, his um, the theme song, the TV show Night Court in honor of his memory. Um, the theme from Night Court. Just for him, may God rest his soul. Dun dun. Rest in peace to Richard Mall, aka Bull from Night Court. Good night, uh, Michelle. Hi, Justin.